Are you interested in building water features professionally? Whether you have an existing contracting business or are looking for a fun and profitable side hustle, then you found the perfect podcast to follow. I'm Greg Whitstock, the Pond Guy, founder of Aquascape Inc., and this is my podcast. Each 20-minute episode profiles the journey of a successful certified Aquascape contractor whose best practices you can emulate. I love my job, and here's how you can too. All right, we are on the phone with uh, uh, two people today, which I love to do, a husband and wife combo, uh, Matthew and Laura Reale from uh, Aqua Reale out in uh, the Philadelphia, PA area, my close to my hometown in Medford Lakes, New Jersey. I was just there, gosh, I was just there about three weeks ago vlogging with you guys, and now you're on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. So I had a great time with, uh, with Matt out there, uh, Laura, and then at, uh, of course, uh, dinner with you. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, this husband-wife combo, the whole business, and how you guys are, uh, you know, how, uh, how uh, Aqua Real came to be. Sure. Oh, he's pointing to me. I'll start. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt can talk a little bit. Why don't you start how you got into the industry? So it was back in the ni- in 90, I graduated high school and was actually looking to get into jewelry design, which is kind of weird. And uh, Temple had a strike, so I decided to sit out and I started thinking about doing something different. And my neighbor's like, hey, you like working outdoors. You like doing landscaping. Why don't you go check out Temple? They have this great outdoor landscape program. I went there, met the guy, did his semester, and never turned back. Loved it ever since. Well, and after watching... And after watching that um, movie, Uncut Gems, I'm glad you picked the landscape industry. (laughs) I'll have to show him the movie. So Matt came, um, you know, into our marriage with landscape experience. At the time, he was still working for someone. And my background is in marketing and public relations. Um, I have my master's in Northwestern in marketing communications. And when Matt and I first got married, we started a company called Reality Landscape Design. And I was always kind of behind the scenes because I was working on my own stuff and actually started my own marketing company that ended up being pretty successful. And Matt was handling the landscape uh, business. Mm-hmm. And then just through a series of crazy, crazy, crazy events, my mom, who took care of our daughter and lived with us, ended up being diagnosed with Alzheimer's and my everything I knew fell apart and my business kind of fell apart and I needed oh and our son was born and he was diagnosed with autism so we had a lot going on yeah a lot going on and my company suffered and we needed to find something for me to do that I could do while still taking care of the two of them because they had um they had problems with, you know, I couldn't figure out the time, how to, how to be able to do everything for everybody and still have time to run the business for myself. So sure. I kind of looked around and said, what can I do? And I, uh, I ended up taking over what was still Reality Landscape Design. And I think, Matt, how did we end up getting into ponds? Greg, I believe years ago, a friend of mine, Rob, said, hey, there's this crazy guy out in Chicago that's doing these ponds. He does Build-A-Pond Days. Let's go check it out. Did a Build-A-Pond Day, but it took a few years after that to kind of get the wheels going, but it was always in the back of our minds, like, hey, we should get into those ponds again. And then that's where Laura's help really came in, was developing Aqua Reality. Yeah, we went to Pondemonium. We met, God, it was like 
before we had before we had our son, we went to Pandemonium, and um, you know then everything kind of hit the fan. But then we realized, wait, we can go. So I I was always taught in graduate school, find a niche and fill it, and so our niche mm-hmm. appeared to be water features. So we ended up reworking the company. I came in to take a much more um, hands-on approach, came in as president. We rebranded, and we've kind of grown from there. So that's kind of how we came to be. So, Matt, back to you. So you went to the bill, the pond, and must have intrigued you, but why did it take a few years, and, and how did that actually, that process go from now is the time versus, you know, three years earlier when you went to build a pond day? So before I actually got into my own business, I was subcontracting with another guy doing pavers. And his one guy, Rob, was really into, like, everything landscape. And he was into aquatics. He had his own pond at his house. He read about your stuff, and we went. But I wasn't my own company. It was just like everybody's like, ah, oh, this is never going to take hold. Nobody's going to buy ponds like they're buying landscapes. And it just was like it was really kicked to the curb. And then when our daughter was born 18 years ago, we put a pond in for one of our lawn customers at the time, and it never took any traction. And it took probably six years after that till we really started to dive into it. I don't know why there was a time. It was just like I didn't have the energy. Laura wasn't really on the team 100% at the time, and I was just doing what I, what I thought was easiest was to do, you know, landscapes and stone walls and things like that. So now it's been a while. So talk a little bit about the current operations, you know, how the guys work. I remember when I was there, you had your, your meetings at your, your kitchen table. You work out of the house. You have a small yard. Just give a little bit of perspective on the scope and magnitude of the business and how it runs. Sure. So right now we have six employees plus us, and the way we run is we, we do hopefully what, I mean, what we recommend married couples do, which each person kind of has their place and they stick to that side. And I run kind of everything inside the house. I run <clears throat> sales, or not, I, I run the marketing and the leads and all the office stuff and all the HR, and Matt handles everything that happens outside our house. So he handles operations. <laughs> yep. And then how much projects do you guys do with sales, you know, other things about the perspective, because I love to show – case people who are listening to that just to give a perspective after you know your operations versus you know others so when i first got involved and i'd say around 2011 or yeah but 2011 or 12 i think we made maybe 200,000 not saying three but if we made three we were 70,000 in debt um this year <laughs> it is november we have already brought in $815,000, and we're on record to have our best year ever. We make really, really good salaries. The company pays for our health insurance. It pays, you know, a retirement fund. It pays for our salaries completely. It supports us, and we still have extra. So we have gone now. We have no debt, no debt at all, and we're really, really proud of that. And we're actually – we just bought a dingo last week. Like, we're at the point – where we actually need to spend money for tax reasons. (laughs) So, Matt, for you, because when when it was just yourself, so what's the biggest changes? What have you implemented in the last few years to have your most successful year? What's the difference between the business today, you know, and before Laura joined? What's the things that have improved? I think the biggest difference, Greg, is that back then – 
it was mostly me driving the sales, answering the phone, getting back to people. Today we have a Sandy. Sandy makes sure nothing falls through the cracks, so every good call that's there gets to me, and I'm able to make an easier sale. And it, it, it takes away hours of time calling people, going on just that whole time. We on the phone. Systems. Yes, thank you, Laura. <laughs> the systems have made it better, but that, that's, been the, that's been the biggest change. It's yes. definitely the, the systems. It, it just puts me where I need to be. Well, it allows you to operate in your sweet spot. You're a classic contractor. You know, you're going a million miles an hour. You got people cleaning up your messes in the back end. And then in the front end, this Sandy woman who I met when I was out there, she's a family friend. She works from her home. She works part-time, but she takes care of what needs to be taken care of because, Laura, you don't want to be doing the, the, the back end admin. You want to be doing the marketing and promotions, and you got your own business as well. That's correct. So we really, you know, we needed to find out what each of us really loved to do and then hire out the rest. Right. And you always get further in life by developing your strengths and then trying to fix your weaknesses, and you surround yourself with other people that can, that can do that in your business. And so the business is healthier because of those systems, processes, and procedures. Correct. Yep. Absolutely. Talk. You've been to – how many – what, what was your first year for Pondemonium? 2009. Okay, so it's 2009. Oh, was it, 2008? it might have been 2008. It was when we did Ed's house, or Ed's, Ed's neighborhood. <laughs> I think that was 2009. Okay. Then that, that was, was, it. That we was the green there. community makeover. That 2008 was the world's most extreme pond build. 2009 was the green community yeah. makeover. Yep, then that was us. Okay, talk a little bit about the resources that you've used at Aquascape, how you've, you know, um, you know, how they've helped you become successful, and then also just any advice in general for people that are looking at this as a career or to add, an, you know, add it to their businesses, like they're like Matt was with an existing landscape business. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, the advice you would you would give others. Aquascape is amazing because unlike most, and I'm, you're paying me to say this, right? Just. <laughs> What's really cool is there's a whole team of different people able to help you. So it's funny. I mean, Greg, you almost, you know, you were really amazed that I had been to, to Aqualand so many times that I'd never seen the back room, the, what do you call it, the sandbox? <laughs> yeah, the sandbox studios in, in for the uh, academies, yep. Because I, what I go for is such a different thing than what Matt goes for, and we both got so much out of it. And I love the Aquascape training because I stick to the marketing side. And Matt, you know, we have our employee. We're sending one of our employees down this winter to get trained. And they just, there's such a nice level of continued education. And then on top of that, there's marketing things that, you know, constantly uploading new pictures, giving us new ideas. So Aquascape really does help you, believe it or not, with the whole system. Like if they just showed us how to, sell, 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 but didn't, you know, we didn't have Jenna showing how operations work, it's a whole different ballgame. So it's really cool because everyone can get something out of it and you don't touch what the other person touches. Sure. Matt, what about for you? What advice would you give? One thing I would say, and, and it was very uh, odd to me, is that these guys, these other contractors are willing to help. So, you know, getting into it, it's it's you know, utilize the resources that, you know, Oxcape provides these resources and the people that work with them are just as willing to help you 
as well as go build their own something. Hey, you need a hand, I'm willing to help you. I mean, back in the landscape field, that was unheard of. Nobody did that. You didn't share things. You didn't do that. And I think that's the biggest part I like is the fact that like, everybody, like the whole collaboration nation thing, I mean, it is true. Everybody is willing to help at the drop of a dime till you get your job done. And that right there is worth its weight in gold. Yeah, that's definitely different than the traditional landscape trades. Why, why do you think yeah. that is? I really feel like everybody thought someone else had a secret or some silver bull that made you made money and nobody wanted to tell anybody else when in the end we were literally all struggling on the same thing. How much do you charge to cut a lawn? How much do you charge to mulch a bed? It's just the same thing, but I don't know. I just don't get it, but I think we've realized that there's enough people, enough clients, enough properties to work on that You know, we're always going to have work. And if we work together to brand a better industry, it's just going to make people realize that these aren't just the ponds from 40 years ago that fall apart or the stacked rockets. There's more to it than what we were used to back then. I think the tribe in general, which is the certified OxyContin Network, knows that a rising tide lifts all ships. And the best thing that could happen to Aqua Reality is to have a good contractor in the marketplace putting in ponds done right, customer serve right, charging the right amount, instead of a guy who's cutting corners and how frustrating is it for us, you know, to this day when, you know, we go out for, to a project and someone else had built a water feature and you have to charge a customer twice as much to rip it out and rebuild it right. And there's a frustrating customer because, you know, they, it made him twice or three times to get it right. Yeah. They didn't do their homework and looking up, looking up what the people were and who was putting their pond in. They just said, Oh, my landscaper's going to do it. When, when Matt goes to look at a project and if it's, because uh, we do where we live, there's a lot of rebuilds. There's a lot of bad ponds. And if he goes out to look at something and he says, sees it has aquascape parts, he's really excited because he knows at least it was built correctly. Yeah, usually. Exactly. Um, so talk a little bit about, I mean, and I know it's going to be different for both of you. You know, you, you have completely different roles in the business. But, you know, what is it about your jobs that you love? Because, you know, people are looking at this as careers, and there might be another husband and wife team out there. And, 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 and let me ask you as well, you know, how you guys work together in your two separate areas but still working together in things. So just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what it is you love about your job and how you're able to successfully navigate a, as a married couple, you know, being in business together. <laughs> There's two things. I like to say that we have no overlapping skills which really helps. Like we know, we kind of know our place in everything. And I think if, if you try to do and second guess everything your business partner or spouse is doing, you're going to get resentment and anger. And instead, the other thing that we really, really, really strive for is um, respect, to respect each other, to respect our employees, to respect our customers. But it starts at home. And if we argue and fight, nobody's going to want to listen to us. So we have to be a united front if we want to be a united company. (laughs) Yeah, sure, sure. Go on, Matt. Well, I'd like to say one, uh, as far as the work, I do enjoy watching these everything change. I like watching the ponds go from a fresh pond today to 10 years. I like seeing the time and what the elements have done to it, how it looks better and better. That's what kind of keeps me going as far as, like, us working together. I mean, she's right. Like, I don't even know what I get paid. I know it's like she takes care of it. I know that the calls come in, and I never qu- – she's like, you, you care to know this? I'm like, no. You, 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 you and Sandy take care of that? You just – you get me what needs? So I 
I do not cross the line. I mean, this is like I ask questions, I help. Do you need my help, Laura? You could do this for me. Okay. But I don't, I don't, I don't check the money. I, don't, I, I just I put every bit of trust into her because if I start touching it, it's going to get muddied, then something's going to happen, and I did this wrong. So I just, it, it, it is a division. It's we a both lot. know our place. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> and it, it has worked well for 20 years, and yeah. I, I'm not going to, I would just, I, I'm saying status quo, but on the way we have it arranged in the systems, I, I like status quo and that it really does work for us. Outstanding. Any other final piece of advice for the, for the listeners about how to succeed in this industry? Yeah. Watch what, like, people come back. So if you insult, like someone, a customer might not be your customer right now, but that doesn't mean they're not your customer forever. And in the past, we've, you know, like if someone picks someone else, like in the past, we might have been like, well, whatever, good luck. And now we're seriously like, good luck. We wish you the best and let us know if we can help. And chances are a couple of years later, they'll call us back because the pond was built wrong. So you can't let your ego get in the way of business and you can't let people, you know, you, you can't take things personally. You have to understand it's a business and you have to be, you know, professional because people just keep coming back in your life, the same people. Well, I love, love that advice. And uh, I yeah. would say that I went on that exact same curve myself years ago. And uh, you're right. If, if you're the steady Eddie, you're the consistent, you've been around long enough that uh, maybe the people that uh, didn't hire you the first time are going to hire you the second time because, uh, uh, so what a great, great piece of advice. And I love the fact that the two of you have found your niches and, uh, and you compliment one another. I don't think I'm going to see uh, Matt writing checks and I don't think I'm going to see you uh, digging <laughs> holes, Laura. And I think it, I think it works think perfectly correct, that way. <laughs> if I'm digging a hole, it's for someone's grave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I can't believe it that you've never seen Matt. You've never seen Uncut Gems. He hasn't. I'll that's a good, I haven't seen it either, but Laura, I know about it. Oh, that's a good mensch there. <laughs> I'll show it to him. Adam Sandler. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a very, uh, the, the ending makes the movie. It's one of the best endings in all of movie history. Okay. All right. And a serious, we'll and, and a serious Adam, yeah, serious Adam Sandler movie, which is unusual. Hey, um, what is about your big guy that needed a, you know, liver transplant or whatever? Oh, Adrian. Yeah. They had, his, they had the baby. They had his baby, and he's still waiting nice. for. Um, he's all the way up. It's kidney transplant. He's at kidney. the top okay, of the so, list. Yep. We're, we're just waiting for the call. But uh, what did he have? A boy or a girl? He had a little boy. And everything was healthy. Mom, mom, healthy. He's up, happy. Everyone's great. We have a little Aquareale baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, good talking to you guys. Thanks for doing the podcast and uh, and watch Uncut Gems. Let me know what you think of it. Okay, Greg. Thank you, you so much. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you. Hey, hope you enjoyed that podcast. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, just go to aquascapeinc.com slash podcast and tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Time for a brand new podcast. I love my job, and I hope you can too.